You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everyone. This is Neva Lee Reckla, and you are listening to The Reclamation Show. I'm here with my parents, Tonya Dawn Reckla. Justin. And today we are going to be talking all about reimagining fluidity. I am so excited for this topic, y'all. This is something we talk about a lot in our house. And how do you reimagine it? How do you define it? Can you even define fluidity? Because it's like water. You can't put water in a cardboard box. It'll only leak out. We should try that sometime. It's a science experiment. But there's so many different ways someone could define it. And it's different for everybody. Everybody has different opinions around what it is. It's, In my opinion, it's more than sexuality. It's more than gender. It's everything. Because, and we were talking about going with the flow. We, do, we did that at Burning Man a lot, is you have to go with the flow. You may think you're going somewhere, but then you go the exact opposite direction. And if you're so attached to the direction that you go, you're not going to be able to have fun when you end up going somewhere else. And I think, I think that's what life is, is releasing all attachments and just being in the flow and just sitting in that, I'm going to quote mom, being in that yummy space that, that you know, we get to You can to share sit. that word too. I can share it. It can be your word too. I'll share it with that's you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yummy. Yummy. But there's so many different ways we can define it. So we're going to talk about how do you define it as a family and how do you have these conversations because these aren't new topics, folks, but they are being reimagined in so many new different ways, especially with, I say, with my generation, Gen Z, because we're getting some real awareness and opinions about things and our parents are going to be are I think our biggest role models. So let's get into how to have this conversation. So mom, I'm going to pass it on to you because I know you're, you're kind of an expert in the topic of fluidity and equality. So in your words, how would you sum up fluidity and how would you, I guess, define it in the broad spectrum that it is? it's that's a that's a huge mouthful because the there's there's dimensionality with this there's layers there's progression that we've seen and and so from the broadest stroke that i can see what i what i'm witnessing at the at the levels at which i vision out is that the fluidity conversation is starting to allow us to one reimagine ourselves which is crucial allow others to reimagine themselves and also, it's showing us the extreme complexity that is the Godhead, that is the divine. It, when we want to put anything in a box, whether it's ourselves about gender, sexuality, um, abilities, all the social identities that we like to claim, whatever the th- I mean, I'm, if you're, I'm a football fan, right? A football fan, or, or, or I don't like football. I mean, that's its own identity. Or I do social media. I don't do social media, right? We we develop those personalities and stuff, and we, and we create those identities for ourselves. And what happens is it limits our ability to listen to spirit. It limits our willingness to change, to pivot. 
um, part of the the reason for our our success is that we were willing to be fluid. We were willing to let ourselves be be moved and shaped and molded in alignment with what the divine was guiding us into. And you cannot do that if you put yourself in a box. And and hear me, folks. Like I am the biggest advocate for making sure that we are being inclusionary, making sure that that we understand the ramifications of perpetuating systems of oppression. Like this is nothing new for me. And and, and we can talk about that more. But beyond that conversation is we have to start asking ourselves, what are we, what are we fighting for? Not why are we fighting each other, but what are we wanting? What is the world that we want to live in, which is why we're butting up against these things? Why are we breaking these systems down? Do we even know what the goal is? And, and, And when those of us who are able can vision out that far, it is extremely fluid because the divine is extremely fluid and nothing is outside of its reach when it comes to developing you. And so those of you who are really working through matters of sexuality, matters of, of gender identity, um, matters of, of, of all of it. I mean, I mean, politics, it, politics. I mean, I, I can't even name yeah. all the boxes and things that, that we start to, to create around ourselves so that we can kind of separate ourselves from other people. Though there are real reasons for that. We could, we can go into the whole psychology of it and why, we want to know, like, I want to know what your race is. I want to know what your gender is. It helps me feel more secure in the world. I want to be able to put you in a box so that I know how to deal with you. And that's really what this is all pushing back against is like, don't tell me you know who I am simply because you think you know a label I have. Now, exactly. the flip side of that is we have to be willing to then let go of the identities that we so staunchly want to hold on to, to say, wait, but this makes me special. (laughs) There is a flip of this coin, folks, that we have to start looking at. Exactly. I love all the points that you covered there. This part of the reason I love talking with you about these things is because you've taught me a lot about this. And I know there's so much more to learn. And with the topic of fluidity, you can't have attachments because it's never going to work. It's like trying to shove a full human into a small box. It's never going to work. You have to release the attachment. And dad, before we get into the break, I'm going to pass it on to you with, especially with chameleon ability. And we talk about this a lot, especially you and I is there's so many different identities that are built in chameleon ability. It can be around the smallest things, whether getting upset around something, but an entire identity gets created around just one thing. In our previous episode that we were just talking about, we were talking all about the like the personality onion is basically what it is. So dad, how do you how does your personality onion get involved on the topic of fluidity? Well, for me, it's been a journey. You know, it's it's releasing the I am. It reminds me of a, a, a meme that's been going around social media of, of, you know, you can't hear what God has to say if you think you already know what he's telling you. It's like putting on noise-canceling headphones yeah, and expecting I, to hear it. You can't. And so in, in the, the I am this, the I am that, especially with the chameleon ability of, you thinking, well, uh, uh, that's just the way I am, right? That's the way I do things. That's the way I am. You're, you're limiting yourself. Doesn't leave room for change. It, it doesn't leave room for change. And it actually is, it becomes an excuse that creates a hell loop, exactly. right? That for something that we say that we don't want, we don't want to identify as, and it could be good, bad, or otherwise, but it, it comes down to that, that 
not only self-awareness, but the confidence piece in knowing that in no matter what situation I find myself in, I'm going to be able to handle it. Because why? Because that's that's what God tells me. I, I am who he says I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, letting go of all those pieces, letting go of all those identities, letting go of all the, any of the I am this or I am that or buying into what other people said I am was uh, i mean it's, it's been a lifetime journey right okay. it got accelerated when i married your mom and mm-hmm. um you know i'm grateful for that every day because in our relationship she helped break down all of those because she saw me in my divineness at my highest and i wanted to believe that more than any other box or construct that i had created for myself <laughs> and not to say that they don't blip back up not to say that they don't show back up and it just layers. And the farther you go in alignment with the I am that God, the divine, the universe says you are, the smaller and smaller those little stories become, which makes it a lot easier to stay out of them. And it makes it a lot more fun to navigate life because I'm not limited. No, I, I, I don't, when you, you can, Identify as the divine in yourself and who God sees you to be. You get to experience life however you're meant to. But if I hold on to, I'm a I'm a a football fan. I'm a, a Cardinals fan. I'm a Republican. I'm a this. It automatically creates separation, yep. divisiveness. It makes other people wrong, and it and, and it pairs us against one another at the smallest of levels and we're seeing one of the biggest areas we're seeing is in politics right because we all want the same thing but because nobody can get beyond their ego in the i am making everybody wrong here we are sitting at where we're at today and for me reimagining fluidity is just that is letting go of the i am and recognizing that who you are is bigger than you think you are. And if you can't see it for yourself, if you're not talking to God, find somebody who is so they can remind you of who you are so you can let go of that and be more fluid in your life. I love that advice because letting go of attachments, letting go of the I am gives you so much freedom because there's no room for growth in a box. You can't you can't do that. It's like growing plants. They have to move out, out of their pot at some point. And trying to keep it there, will, well, it'll just lead to a sad, depressed plant. So don't make yourself a sad, depressed plant. And we are going to take a quick break. Thank you both for having this conversation with me. Thank you all for chiming in and listening to this. We have been talking all about reimagining fluidity. And if you want to have these types of conversations with us more and play with us in the awesome superpower space that we are in, go to superpowerexperts.com and join the superpower universe today, right after you watch this episode. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. 
In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. All right, we are back. We've been talking all about reimagining fluidity. You are listening to The Reclamation Show. So before the break, we, Dad, especially you were talking about the relationship with the divine, with God, with spirit, with whatever you want to call it regarding fluidity. I think, especially with the topic of religion from my 11 years on this planet, almost 12 is seeing the topic of religion and how it gets put into a box so easily. I found myself doing that before we started going to church. I I didn't want to identify as a Christian. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I identify as a Christian because it, it's so much bigger than the box that it gets put it in, in, in my opinion, at least, and from what I've seen. And because all I was seeing, because especially with social media and being involved in that, you you kind of only see the quote bad or dramatic things so you don't necessarily see the good that's being caused so i was seeing homophobia i was seeing things that i didn't want to identify and i was like no i'm not gonna do that and then we started going to church and i was able to see that it's it's not quite that way and i've met really amazing people that are actually working towards the same impact i'm making and being able to let go, if I hadn't let go of that story, I wouldn't have been going to church. I wouldn't have made the friends that I made today. I wouldn't have been able to serve and meet all the amazing kids that I get to meet each week. So just imagine if I hadn't released that story, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation today. And so releasing those boxes and like, I don't build my identity in being just solely a Christian. I remember I was on an interview one time and this one person who he asked me, he was like, oh, so I know, I know your family is real, is um, spiritual. And I go, yeah, we're also, we also follow God and we're also like Christian. And he goes, what? That's absurd. You can't do that. I'm like, well, I kind of can. Cause there's so many opportunities and like we have, we have a giant Buddha picture. You, you all can't see it cause this is an audio show, but we have a giant Buddha picture. We have a bunch of crosses. It's everything. And I love, I love the idea of everything. I, I was, when I was younger, I wanted to do something called the church of all. So all the different religions, all the different sexualities and genders could be represented. So everybody gets a chance to just be open and be free. And I think that's what Burning Man served for us is just that opportunity to be free. And you can't be free if you're stuck in a box. And putting yourself in the box is always going to fail. Well, not only putting yourself in the box, but trying to put God in the box. I mean, how do you put God in a box, right? It's not going to work. It's it's God, (laughs) (laughs) right? I mean, it reminds me that with this scene from Aladdin, right? Almighty power. Itty bitty leaving space, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I think especially with, with the again, covering the topic of religion, is some people see themselves as separate from God. So like it's okay, so it can be said that it's okay to put yourself in a box, but not God in a box because God is better than you. When actually, from what I've learned from the Bible, is Jesus wanted us to make a bigger impact than he made. 
not make a smaller impact or believe that we were smaller than because in my opinion, a true leader and Bernie Dorman can fully quote me on this is that a true leader is someone who wants to put their followers first and have their followers make a bigger impact. Y'all, there's so many opportunities if we just let go of the stories and let go of the, what's the word? I forgot the word now. Let go of the attachments that we have. So mom, I'm going to pass it back on to you because you know, I'm really passionate about this topic, but especially with reimagining the topic of fluidity, how do we reimagine it? Because it's been a story for for eons. It's been something that people have been fighting for for forever, especially around the topic of equality. But how do we let it change when there's been so many different stories built on it? And how do we identify which one is true? I think we start with acknowledging that it is changing, that... Um, this existence can be a dimensional existence if you want it to be. You can supersede beyond the stories that we have that are the human limitations of, of this walk. Um, and it starts with exactly what you're talking about. Part of the value of understanding fluidity is that you start to see things in symbolic ways. And so that's why Neva can speak to finding the same sort of lighted threads in Christianity, in Buddhism, in um in, in philosophy, right? You know, she's currently reading Gordon Outport's The Nature of Prejudice because one of our rules is if you're going to take a stand on something, like you have to educate yourself. You have to, you have to read the stuff um, from people who, who are in alignment with your position and you should read the stuff with people who are not. And not just opinions from social media. That's right. And, and people have spent their lifetimes uncovering and researching and discovering things and, and you owe it to yourself to get a really broad kind of perspective on things. And so things are changing. We see big differences in your generation. We, mm -hmm. you know, in our internship program, we see really remarkable things happening in entrepreneurs and in, in young people. Um, and so, so first and foremost, we have to stake a claim there and say, no, it is changing. Like, and, and, and belief is huge in this space. We have to be willing to look at those changes, even when they might seem minute, but we are getting to a tipping point. Far more people are looking for these things. Folks, it, it would be impossible to say that nothing is changing, and yet we're over, what, 4 million downloads monthly? Like, <laughs> probably by the time mm -hmm. this comes out, more? Like, it, it's, it's taken on a life of its own because you all are starving for information that feels real and true and that lights us up. And it is possible that that's all we focus on. Now, we're not in encouraging bypassing and just kind of brushing over things and not doing the deep work because you can you have to do that component of it. But we start with acknowledging it is changing. We start with having a clear vision of what we want to walk toward. And then, and then we have to be willing to look at anything that we're doing to perpetuate something that's not that. And so it takes every one of us having personal responsibility and not reposting something and not spreading hate and not thumbs upping something that should not be encouraged, not engaging in things that continue to perpetuate things that make all of us miserable, mm -hmm. not believing a limited perspective of ourselves, not believing a limited perspective of each other. It is important to give credit where credit is due. And if you 
got in touch with God through Christ, then, then, then there's magic in that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you had a different way. But that's a far cry from saying, I abide by the Christian dogma or doctrine because it is jacked up in the best of circumstances. Yep. Like, to be clear, the churches have a huge, huge road ahead of them in evolution because they've created a position where it's a perpetual um, dissatisfaction. Dare I, dare I say their own hell loop? It, 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 they're in a limited place because evolution's tough when you have a doctrine that can't change. It is yep. super challenging, and they're very necessary to the fabric of our existence. That's going to have to get reimagined. Mm-hmm. We know this. Resistance is futile and downright silly. And exactly. so there, it does take some radical moves. It takes a willingness to be different. It takes mm-hmm. a willingness to say, you know what, that just doesn't feel good. Or, you know, in my case, it was like, I, you know, got it understood, but I take my orders from one place and one place only. And a lot of times those orders have me doing silly things by social standards, Yep. right? Your father and I did something extremely silly when we went into business and said, we refuse to do business anywhere where our two-year-old daughter can't take part. Yep. Who brings her two-year-old daughter into business situations? You sat in on business meetings. You sat in on engagements. You went to events. And the next thing you know, you're doing the events. You're speaking at them. Yep. That's not a coincidence, right? And But that was totally God directing us to that. And then us having the courage and kind of gripping hands and you know jumping off the cliff together and going, well, we're going to either fly together or we're going to fall. But we're going to do it together and we're going to do it with you. Because that mattered more to us than what people thought about the guidance that we were getting. I mean, that's yeah. an arc, right? That's yeah. a burning bush. That's a parting of the seas. That's a 300-man army against thousands. That's a that's a stone in a slingshot. Like, we have all kinds of um, examples, biblically and in spiritual texts throughout the eons that are pointing us in this exact direction, and you tapped into it, Neva. Every single one of them is saying, no, be more like God. To know God is to love God, and to love God is to know yourself as God, and you have to be willing to see yourself in that. And looking for change, you have to be willing to change. I I use this example a lot, is like saying that you can't see anything when all you have to do is turn on the light. All you have to do is open your eyes. Like, no, no, I can't see you, but your eyes are closed. Like, you can't see anything with your eyes closed unless you can, and that's a superpower. But refusing to change while saying that you want it only creates a hell loop and especially social media perpetuates that and that's not saying it's bad in fact i would say it it's very good that that's part of the reason i am who i am today because of social media and because of the change it's allowed me to have but we also can't excuse the negativity it we talk about treat others how you want to be treated a lot and that goes for literally everything and from what i've experienced with politics is there could be a democrat and a republican and they everybody's fighting for the same thing like dad was saying earlier but we're going opposite directions because we let the people get involved and that's always gonna fail if you let your person have opinions about it and get involved and that's why i'm reading the nature of prejudice Pre- prejudice i think i said that right because if I'm going to have arguments about these types of things, especially regarding equality, I'm going to have as much actual facts and information that I can because... Well, but why do you think you're going to have arguments? Not arguments. Um, but you said arguments. You think there's a fight. Ooh. Ooh. 
Let me reframe that. (laughs) (laughs) Having awareness around these types of things. So you can have discussions in a way as to invite more inclusion and honest dialogue. That's surely what you meant, right? It's surely what I meant. And, (laughs) And I know I'm not perfect at wanting to... Like I'm very easy, especially regarding chameleon ability to t- take a stance and take an opinion and things, and that's very easy to do. And sometimes that actually that that's not true. It doesn't always lead. It doesn't really lead to good impact. But being open to it, and I'm still learning how to do this, so y'all can learn it with me, is how to release. I guess how to release those attachments, and it's it's interesting because sometimes I create my own hell loop because I. I talk about fluidity and I talk about equality, but then I do the things that go against what I'm trying to fight for, but I don't need to fight for anything. So I just got to release that fighting story. Y'all there's, there's so many topics we can, we can uncover with this and we are going to start wrapping up, but I think this conversation around fluidity is very important to have and regarding everything because it's so much more than sexuality. It's so much more than gender or wait, gender identity it it's everything and you can't in my opinion you can't see spirit you can't see god you can't see the divine without fluidity because like god's more than a person but that also means that we're more than people because as the bible says we are created in god's image and if we're refusing to see ourselves as a part of the divine as a part of god that doesn't mean that like we're we're gods and we we rule the world. Maybe we do, but it means that we're not separate from it because separating yourself from the thing that's going to help you isn't. It's not going to go well. It's like you're drowning and you keep pushing the lifeboat away from you. You're like, no, no, I need help, but then you're pushing it away. Then you're just going to sink. So yeah, yeah. It's this conversation is one of those that when you can truly take the perspective of the divine and see it for what it is, it's so much bigger than what people are wanting to tell you it is. Mm -hmm. It it is, like you said, it it is everything. And we have to have a willingness to let go of the labels, to let go of the boxes, to let go of the judgment, and recognize that there's nothing that divides us but us. There's, There's nothing that says that you have to be a particular way and it's coming it's happening we're seeing it more and more and to your point Eva, about social media i agree with you i think it was a uh, for lack of better terms a necessary evil but you can get lost in it and get stuck in it or you can look at it and see it as a reflection mm-hmm. and use it as an opportunity to grow from in order to see the change, you have to be the change because the, the world is going to evolve, especially with these new generations and older generations. I'm seeing some really awesome change from older generations that I didn't expect to see because people are opening up to this conversation. And we have to be patient because if we're not being patient, then it's always going to fail. And younger generations, for all the kids who are around my age listening to this and everybody listening to this, we have to be patient with each other because, like, I'm only 11. There's so many 
years of learning and studying this topic of just fluidity, not even talking about all the other things in the world, that sometimes we have to accept that people may know more than us. <laughs> because if like it would be silly of me to sit here and think that I know everything about this. We don't know everything about this. This topic is so much bigger than what we say it is. And the point of this conversation is for everyone to realize that it's different for everybody. But if it's different for everybody, we have to love and accept everybody for who it who it is and what it is for them. Because you can't expect people to accept you and love you and respect you as who you are if you don't do the same for them. It could be someone who has the exact opposite belief as you, but you can still love them. That's like my whole topic around being religious or being quote Christian is our job isn't to hate people to who don't believe those same things. It's to show them that you're going to love them and support them no matter what. And love adding harder. Love harder. Get that merchandise. But there's so many awesome things we could talk about. I could keep talking about this for days, but we do need to wrap up. Mom, dad, do y'all have any other points to add on to this topic before we close out? I do because I know on your heart one of the things that you are really impassioned about because you're witnessing um, conversations around gender identity and sexuality with, with the kids your age and older and younger and, and across the board. And it's a really challenging thing, especially in religious circles, especially in, um, I mean, I, th- I think as parents, it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes for us to see where our desires and our attachments and our wants for our children impede their ability to develop who they are because we we have our own fears about well what if and what does that say about me and and you know in 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 our day your dad and mine it, it was it was around homosexuality that was such a big thing and i mean i remember like being in tears hearing the stories um about the atrocities that were, were that were occurring when when a child Reveal to their parents that that they may have some confusion around that, right? Of course, they have confusion around that. Our entire culture is confused about sexuality. Our children are as well. And when we don't give them the space to to explore that, to dialogue about it, I get it. Like they're young, and how do they know? And da 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 da. No, you'll get over it. But but folks, we don't know that, right? We don't know what's in it for them. We don't know what walk they're having. Our job and our only job is to get them to God. Our job is to get them connected into their own higher selves, into their own intuition, into their own knowingness and resonance, because we have to face the fact that we really don't know. And that's what scares us the most. Mm-hmm. And if we shy away from those conversations, you know, my steadfast parenting rule is, is one, resistance is futile and prohibition never works, ever. If you tell your kids that topic's off limits, guess what they're going to go and do? If you tell them they can't do something, guess what they're going to go and do? We know it, and inevitably we realize we have very little power in these situations. (laughs) So it's silly to pretend that you do or to think that might is right, or even worse, to think that you know. To be the voice of God for your child when it's laced with intolerance is inexcusable. 
God is never intolerant. Now, to open dialogues about where their person, where their human might be confused and might be be wanting to explore topics and getting some clarity because, folks, they're getting it. They're getting it in social media. They're getting it on the internet. They're getting it at school. school they're church. getting it with their friends. They're getting it at church. They're getting it everywhere. And for you to say, this is off limits in our house, simply alienates you from your child and they will stop trusting you. And you have to be willing to open yourself up to why does it frighten me? Why does it scare me that my child might want to have a conversation about their identity? What if what if my son comes to me and says I he really wants to be a girl? What do you do then, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that those are happening, those conversations are happening. They're pushing the envelope not necessarily because then immediately you have to take them to go have a sex change. What it means is that they're asking for a dialogue. They're saying they're confused about who they are and they're trying to sort through that. And a lot of that has to do with the evolution that we see in both the feminine and the masculine. These are not isolated into a single box of either sexuality or gender identity. These encompass everything. And -hmm. if your child is playing with some of these concepts or, or wanting to explore them, you have to be willing to open dialogue because no one else is doing that, right? Everybody else's opinions and they will find somewhere to get that information. And if you're intolerant and trying to pass that on to them, eventually they will reject you and that relationship and it will force a rebellion and force everything that you're scared to death will come up in the projection. It doesn't mean you can fake the funk and say, oh, well, if I talk to my kid about being gay, then he won't be gay. And they'll, phew, ah, yes, I have a straight child. <laughs> like, what? Like, you don't get a point. There's no brownie points. There's no reward for having a straight child. There's no reward, not, not that straight is even a thing, right? But but that's the old paradigm. And as parents, we have a lot of work in, in, in our worlds to disentangle from that. So we give our kids the space to know themselves as an aspect of the divine, which includes all of this fluidity, right? You yep. you can you can lay groundwork and say, hey, that doesn't give you license to go and and do whatever sexual behaviors you want to do, right? That's a very different conversation than your child struggling with identity. Exactly. Oh my goodness, I love that you're talking about this, <laughs> and especially in religious constructs. Uh, I, I see it at my church, and that doesn't mean I love my church any less, but it means that I'm more careful around these types of conversations. And expecting that your child is just going to figure it out on their own. And we will if you don't help us. We will go and figure it out. And we may fail, but it will be without you. And you'll get pushed away. Because you can't hold... It's like trying to put a brick on their head and saying that they're not going to grow any taller. The brick's just going to fall off. It's like it's the concept of, I love you, but only if you're this way. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and, and not only that, but even worse, and I, I apologize for interrupting you, but what that says to them is you can't trust God's love, yeah. that God's love no. is conditional. As parents, we are the bridge between our children and God until they develop that relationship. That is all. Yeah, and if you're judging your child because they're trying to, they're working through something, they're, they're confused about something, they're wanting to learn about something, and, and you're not willing to have that conversation because you're in your box and it doesn't fit within your box mm-hmm. and what you want for your child, you want your child to be in that box with you, then... You, or in a better box or, or than you have, right? in a better box right? than you have, exactly. then, then, then you are denying God the opportunity to show that and give that to your child. We, we have to let go of the ego. We have to let go of the identification. We have to let go of all the things that we've talked about in this episode and allow for the conversations to have and recognize that 
Those conversations say nothing about who you are. They're, matter of fact, they are the roadmap to help you understand not only who you are, but who your kids are yep. so you can come into relationship with the divine. Oh, I actually have an assignment for parents. May I, may I yes. share? Mm-hmm. So the assignment this week, parents, is to really sit with the awareness that your child has better parents than you are. Your child has a better opportunity to be parented than what you can provide them. And if you turn parenting over to the divine, which means allowing your child to develop a relationship with that concept as a parent kind of guidance piece, and you set your ego aside, like Justin was saying, and you move into alignment with that reality, watch what happens for your child. You will set them up for success for the rest of their existence if you show them how to come into contact with being guided by spirit, with finding their own resonance, with knowing their own path, with being able to hear that inner voice, all of those wonderful things. But that means that they actually have parents that are better suited for them than you are. We brought them into the space, right? And and we're here to help steward them. But ultimately, the goal is to turn that parenting over to somebody who's much better equipped somebody than we who's are. Got a, somebody who's got a higher perspective. <laughs> and Does that make sense? It, it makes so much sense. To me, it does. And it's, it's going to mean different things for everybody listening. And parents, especially if your kid is wanting to have these conversations, and especially if they're in a religious construct, going to church, going somewhere else, help give them the the strength that they need because it's not necessarily easy you know i talk about a lot about being religious but going to a christian church we not being spiritual there you go and going to a christian church and how do how do you manage those conversations but when it gets involved in something where it's been a deep construct that god doesn't like gay people god doesn't like trans people it the story can be literally anything but letting your child develop their relationship with the divine for who it is for them is one of the biggest gifts you can give them and just loving them. Love harder, folks. And even if you have a story, that shouldn't be what you should do. If your parents didn't accept you for questioning who you were at a young age or at any age, then do better for your kids. And if you're going to have kids, even if you didn't expect that you were going to have kids. You have to let go of your attachment of who they're going to become because guess what? They, If you have an attachment, they're going to become the exact opposite thing you want them to be. And if you're going to have children, if you're going to have actual relationships with anybody, you have to love them for who they are, not just the box that you want them to be in. And that goes for literally anything. <laughs> So we are going to wrap up. Drop the mic, folks. These are awesome conversations. Thanks for listening to our topic around reimagining fluidity. Sit with this. And I have I have another assignment to add on to mom's assignment. Kids, everybody, be open with yourselves and with each other. And it can be scary, but I, especially around this topic of fluidity, questioning who you are, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, it it really shows you who's standing by your side. 
because if people aren't willing to love you for who you are, then you should probably look at why they're in your life. And sometimes it's just to show where you're not accepting yourself, but you have to be willing to grow and love yourself, love each other, and we can build these conversations and we're going to make an impact. I know it's going to happen, but we- It's happening. It is happening. We, we have to see that it's happening. Be the change, see the change, and you can't see the change without being the change. Thank you. We we covered a lot of information today, so sit with it, have fun, and from our inspired family to yours, we, we love, love you. you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.